Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. My name is Darren, I am your host, and today we're going to be talking about My Love Is Forever from Prince's debut album For You. It was recorded between October and December 1977, uh, though interestingly enough this is one of a, a handful of songs that was actually demoed uh, by Prince when he was doing his demo with Chris Moon in 1976, um, and originally it was just called Love Is Forever, um, and... Um, Chris Moon kind of co-wrote it, but Prince rewrote the lyrics so much that basically he he got rid of Chris Moon's credit when he was released on the album. Um, and so, and then obviously, as with the uh, you know a lot of the you know these tracks, he did some uh, some kind of overdubs in early uh, January '78 um, in Los Angeles. Um, the, the album, of course, was recorded at the record plant in Sausalito. Uh, it's just Prince by himself, as it is for pretty much this entire album. Uh, the song is about four minutes and nine seconds, so not a, not a huge song. Um, and my guest today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hey there, Darren. First, before we get into this track, I'm just going to ask you, Elliot, um, how did you become a Prince fan? Um, you know, was there a specific song that you remember hearing that kind of got you into Prince? Or, you know, did, um, as I've been hearing from some other guests, did like an older brother get you into Prince? Or, you know, was there a friend or, you know, how, how did how'd you get there? I, I'm the older, I'm the older brother, so I, <laughs> I would have gotten my younger brother into Prince. But the, the thing about Prince and a lot of kind of R&B artists, when I was a kid, Growing up in the early 90s, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince, they all kind of just existed, if that makes sense. They were already artists who were popular, but they didn't. But I didn't experience their trajectory in the 80s or in the early 90s. They already kind of just existed in my mind. So when their songs came on, it wasn't a revelation. It was just, oh, this is the song I'm listening to on my, like, the classic R&B radio station, WDAS-FM Philadelphia. Uh, so, and I, I remember hearing, I remember hearing uh, When Doves Cry and asking my mom, mom, or I, I remember hearing it on the radio and then I guess my mom was watching like VH1 and then that song played and it's like, mom, who's that song by? And uh, she's like, no, that's by Prince. And the kind of way of, uh, you don't know who <laughs> Prince is. So I, uh, so when I started to kind of just listen and explore him, I think it was maybe, uh, I want to say it was around high school when I was getting older and I started to just listen to his music on my own and kind of make my own choices and listening to his records and digging, going through and hearing the things I wanted to hear. I think 1999 was the first of the CDs that I got for myself, though I can remember my, uh, parents' CD collection and they had the hits, uh, uh, Box set, oh, box set. Yeah, it's a box set, I guess. They had the hits box set of the uh, three CDs, and I don't remember them playing that too often. But they also had Purple Rain yeah. too. And my dad tried to kind of uh, show me some of his music too. But by that point, it's like I I know who Prince is, <laughs> Dad. You don't have to show me. Also, early on, I can remember hearing, and I, I, I hopefully I can do this song too. Uh, Diamonds and Pearls, and hearing that a lot on the radio. Uh, it was definitely the early 90s when I uh, heard that as a kid and just being aware of that song and kind of being moved by that song, but just always hearing that and not being repelled by it <laughs> compared to like some other songs. But being like, oh, this is a really nice song. I like it and I like yeah. hearing it often. So that, that was my whole history with them. And uh, 
the big the big revelation for me was when I saw him live in 2005 for my yeah. graduation gift uh, when I got out of uh, high school. I saw him in Philadelphia, and it was definitely one of the best shows I have ever been to, and it's and it's more than a, nearly 15 years, but I, I can remember so much from that show, the performance, and it's a very move. It's just that's something yeah. that sticks with me. Let's talk about today's track, which is "My Love Is Forever." Yeah. Um, like I said, originally just called Love Is Forever. It's it's kind of like a, it's a really kind of like upbeat song. As with most Prince songs, I struggle to kind of put a genre on these. But I would I would say this is almost kind of like a like kind of a pop ballad, I think, is how I'd classify it, maybe. I, I think, yeah, pop ballad is a, a good genre description for it. Um, I thought of it as one of like those late 70s, or late, disco era tracks that you would hear on the pop yeah. radio um so it definitely it strangely reminded me of like a, a ballad from casey and the sunshine yeah. band in that kind of way where it, it was very it was very gentle very but it, you could definitely dance to it yeah. too it was something you would play at your like your disco when you know you're young in high school. It, it wasn't too in, it wasn't too inoffensive, but for me hearing it, it was something that this could have been a big hit or a bigger hit. It sounds like everything of that time. Yeah, and I wouldn't say yeah. It's it's not really a, like a really distinctive. You know, you get the classic um, Prince falsetto. Absolutely. You know, there's a tiny little bit uh, about two minutes in. There's a little bit of guitar kind of sneaks in there. Um, you know, mm -hmm. Prince is doing his own like kind of uh, kind of back in. It's it's kind of like do 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 type back in. Um, you yeah. know, so there's, there's stuff going on. But um, I mean, there's some interesting lyrics, particularly where Prince says, "You've got a river that takes away my pain." In the middle of this song, that's kind of like a just a very kind of like almost dark line where it's like, um, you know, what is he talking about? But obviously, you know, and then he talks about how the sky's blue, and it's kind of like moves on, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I, I actually had to pull up the lyrics. I, the, the melody worked. The lyrics didn't grab me like most Prince songs do. So it's kind of hard for me to think like, what's a interesting lyric from it? And I want you, you're the wind and the rain. You've got the river that takes away my pain. Yeah. The sky is so, so, I mean, it's a very like naturalist. It's a strangely, let's actually say that a strangely naturalistic kind of set of lines for just like a regular disco track yeah or like a pop ballad but i think that's also why it why it it works in its own way for radio at the it would have worked in like 1978 you turn on you know the local pop station the am uh, station <laughs> and it's like oh this song came on and you know that makes sense and these have the same kind of hippie-ish lyrics but it's a disco song yeah so my parents won't find this offensive, you know. It, it but at this, but for me, it I think for it doesn't have Prince's strength, which is a weird thing to say because he played all the instruments on this song. It doesn't have his confidence. No, and I think other songs. I think that's what really defines him as uh, uh, what defined him as uh, the artist, if you will, or as an artist. It was his confidence when he was approaching any song. Yeah, it was very. It was very much a de uh, you, hearing that. It was like you, you knew it was Prince, but he himself was pushing himself to be. This is my uh, claim to this song. Yeah, 
It does feel a but lot like it, he's maybe um, gone back to it a bit too often and kind of sanded the edges down to the point where it's just kind of totally soft and it doesn't really, you know, that little tiny bit of guitar in the middle is kind of the only thing that you get where you could say, oh yeah, this is Prince. Um, everything else, it just kind of feels a bit kind of bland in comparison. But even with that guitar, that that's something that was very, that, I mean, that reminds me of like the Gap Band, like the R&B group from the early 80s. Yeah. And they would have, and I mean, there was a kind of a crossover with Prince and what they were taking from New Wave too and disco, but that was something that was, in fact, they had like a, a ballad exactly like that, uh, Yearning for Your Love, which yeah. that had that kind of uh, guitar solo there too. So I I can imagine, you know, that song playing after, um, you know, for uh, the song playing after each other. Yeah. So it, 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 even with that guitar solo, it doesn't sound like it's Prince. It sounds like, it, it, to, a, it, to an extent. It, I'd say that's the only kind of hint of Prince in there, uh, is that little bit yeah, guitar. Yeah. The rest, of, yeah, it is a kind of, it's kind of bland song. Um, you know, even the lyrics, there's a lot of the word you, there's a lot of me, there's a lot of, you know, love. Um, you know, there's a few babies in there. There's a couple of girls. There's a sugar in there. Um, you yeah. know, and it just feels like Prince saying that he likes this girl and, um, you know, and that's pretty much it. And you and, and they're going to, you know, saying that uh, uh, love is forever. Um, and finishing by saying, you don't have to worry, my love is forever, which is, you know, you're like, okay, but I mean, I feel like you should be offering something more substantial than just saying, my love is forever, you know. It, it, it also just kind of feels like it was a, a record label demand to have that song there. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that there is a yeah, there is a there is a feeling on quite a few of these songs on this first album that that Warner Brothers have maybe heard a version that Prince has done and they've said mm, we need it a little different. And he's maybe reluctantly mm -hmm. gone back into the studio, uh, you know, most famously, obviously, you know, everything that Prince, you know, released had the uh, performed, arranged, composed by Prince. But this album actually, yeah. Warner Brothers actually mm -hmm. sent a minder to the studio, essentially with a an, enge an engineer called. Um, uh, I can't remember his name now. Vic something. Um, okay, I, I don't remember. And something. basically, he you know he oversaw the whole process and tried to make sure that Prince kind of did what Warner Brothers wanted. Um, and this was you know yeah. this is the only time that Warner Brothers ever attempted this. And then from this point on, they kind of let Prince do whatever he wanted until the mid nineties. You <laughs> know, but we'll discuss that once we get to the mid nineties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it does feel a little bit kind of like the record label have intervened here somewhere and kind of you know, just taken all the all the air out of the song and kind of just made it, you know, sound like everything else, um, you know, of the time. Yeah. And, and so, Wait. you know, to Prince's detriment, you know, because I think he, we we see, there's other tracks on this album where it feels like Prince has got the upper hand. You yeah. Know, like maybe Soft and Wet, Crazy You, you know, there's some songs where he hasn't been sanded down, but this one just feels kind of completely bland. Outside of Soft and Wet, I, that, I haven't even heard too much of for you as a record and I'm, I'm so I, I was not familiar with it yeah. I was familiar with soft and wet that's why I mean that's probably why that song is on that greatest hits album yeah um because it was so distinctively Prince early on and I've, I've everything else kind of felt like well I had to do with this where there's something else yeah. but soft and wet was his like a his signature. So on iTunes, I would say I probably give this. In fact, I can look at my iTunes right now and say I've I've given it two out of five. 
because um, I, I just I, don't remember the song once it's finished, basically. You know, I, same, I, I was going to give it a 2.5 out of 5, if that's okay, otherwise yeah. a, two point, a 2 out of 5, <laughs> because it, it was it was nice and was pleasant to listen to, but I don't remember hearing too much out of it. Yeah. Or I, I don't remember thinking too much about it. I had to hear it again and again to remind myself what the song was. <laughs> Which is, for Prince especially, not the best sign. No. Well, I guess we've said whatever we can. So, Elliot, is there anything that you wish to plug? You can find me on Twitter at E-H Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E. Uh, and, yeah, that's really it. Great stuff. That... I, I... <laughs> well, um, you yeah. can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or... Uh, if you wish to email us, I don't know why you would want to. You can get us at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for being my... I mean, we're pretty great. <laughs> thanks for being my guest today, Elliot. Absolutely. Thanks, Sarah. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. Bye.